Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission, to harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms, to dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday! I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and what's getting me through this week is uh, this game on the Nintendo Switch called Ring Fit Adventure. It's actually been sold out for quite a while, so when I saw it online, I jumped at it and grabbed it. And it's totally worth it. It's really fun. It is basically the Switch's take on Wii Fit, which, if you don't remember, was... This popular fitness game on the Wii had like the scale-like thing that you stood on, but it was really popular and it was really cool because you could do all this fun fitness stuff. Uh, ring Fit Adventure is really similar. You basically get this big ring. It's kind of almost like a resistance band kind of thing where you can push and pull on it. And then you have another kind of leg band that goes around your leg and you do all this exercise with it. And it's really cool. It actually has an adventure that's tied to all the exercise you do. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, definitely got a better workout than I expected. It, it works pretty well. Um, if you're like a super gym person, I don't know how it'll work, but for a doughy person like myself, it's actually been a very good game. So yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. It's really fun. Um, definitely a way to like stay active through all this pandemic stuff. So highly recommend if you have a switch. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies and, uh, what's getting me through this week is premiering Sunday, which is HBO's Lovecraft Country. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks and stuff because there's plenty to talk about. Um, but it's, it's really, really good. It's, it's a, um, it's a supernatural family drama on HBO starring Jonathan Majors and Journey, Journey Smollett about, um, you know, 1950s Jim Crow America and it, it, it's, you know, about black heroes and dealing with racist, you know, racist monsters and real life monsters or like, you know, supernatural monsters um, and like kind of this pulp, pulp fiction setting, you know, with Cthulhu and, and UFOs and, and, you know, body horror and all kinds of it's, it's in haunted houses. And it, it, re- it really is interesting because it, it takes a lot of horror tropes and lets it be owned by black voices and deals with themes of like police brutality and, and, you know, racial inequality and racial identity. And, you know, and it's, it, it really makes like, and it, there's a whole like chase scene where, you know, people are being, being chased by, um, many monsters, but like the a much more harrowing scene is 
you know, the heroes trying to get out of a sundown county before the sun goes down with a cop right on their tail. And they can't, they have to go like 20 miles per hour because they're in the middle of nowhere. They have to do the speed limit, but they, they have to get out of the place because the, the sheriff wants to hang them, you know, and it's that, that, that kind of scene is more scary than anything involving a monster. So it's, it's, it's a really smart, um, show. And I think people are going to be talking about it for a while. If uh, this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Uh, new episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. Oh, while you're on Apple Podcasts, rather, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, not only do you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us, as a bonus, you get a shout out on the next episode. So try it out. Let us know what you think. Um, it's all upside for you, and we get some great feedback. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can send an email to mothershippod at usatoday.com. On to the main topic. Here's a clip. My reflection can only show me as I appear. But not as who I am. The path that was woven for me has begun to unravel. My destiny is uncertain. We're going to make men out of every single one of you. Patience to ensure the true aim finds the true target. It is my duty to protect my family. That was from Mulan, which will finally be seeing a release on Disney Plus September 4th after many theatrical delays. Hallelujah! Uh, seriously, COVID-19 has played havoc on Hollywood. It's closed theaters all over the country, shifting new releases to streaming and causing an inflection point that might forever change how we watch movies. So today we're going to discuss everything going on with theaters as they slowly start to reopen and we start to see what movies end up in theaters, what gets to streaming, etc., etc. Let's start with Mulan, though, because one of the big reveals as part of this was that it's going to be available on Disney Plus, but you have to pay $30 for it. Do you think it's worth the extra 30 bucks to see Mulan? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, you know, if if we if we look at it as like going to a movie for a family, a family's going to want to go see Milan. Let's take out the you know the pandemic part of everything. If we if I was going to take my family of three to go see Milan, that's like fifteen bucks a ticket at least. You know, and then we throw in some popcorn, some you know drinks, you know everything everything else on top of that. That's going to be over thirty dollars. Um, so in that sense, if we look at it from that, if we look at it from that angle, then yeah, it is, it's worth, worth it, you know, pay 30 bucks to see it because it's not like a renting, renting it for like a day or two. When you pay 30 bucks, you get it, you get it's premier access. You can watch it whenever you want from until the cows come home on the Disney plus subscription, which you, you know, you already supposed to have. Um, a lot of people think that's too much. You know, they're used to, you know, a lot of things like King of Staten Island and um, Trolls World Tour, things that have that have like nixed their theatrical date and and released instead on streaming have, have been, you know, kind of renting for around 14 to 19 dollars. So it is a little bit steeper in that sense, especially considering you might already be paying extra for the Disney Plus subscription anyway. But. Mulan is like, you know, that's a tentpole picture. That's that's a huge thing for Disney. Um, they need to get their money back, of course. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like 
if you look at it in theatrical terms, yes, that's probably a pretty good deal because if you absolutely love Mulan and you want to see it again, like right after you see it, you don't have to pay an extra ticket. You can just, you know, start over. Um, but, you know, right now we're kind of at a point where people's, you know, the, the norms have changed. People, you know, people are now like, they see things like Trolls World Tour and they're like, well, why would I stream Mulan <coughs> for 30 bucks? If Trolls World Tour was twenty bucks, that's not a good deal. So I think there's, you know, it's it's everything's constantly shifting, and we really don't know what it's going to look like. So you know, I, I think people are kind of like trying to find some normalcy, and they, you know, they thought they had some normalcy in terms of streaming, and now kind of Mulan blows that out of the water. But here's the thing about that: if that works, and we're still dealing with this coronavirus in November. Guess what's going to be on Disney Plus for 30 to 40 extra bucks? Black Widow. And people are going to pay easily, not, not even think twice, about paying 30 bucks to go to see Black Widow instead of venturing out to a theater where they might get a deadly virus. <laughs> it's just that, you know, that is going to be a no brainer. So it will be really interesting to see how many people really do shell out to see Milan because if they, if a lot of people do, it could be totally game-changing in terms of everything. Mm. There's another interesting angle to Mulan, though, and it's specific to Mulan, and it's honestly, to go a little broader, it's specific to the live-action movies that Disney does. Um, lately, we've seen with these movies, they are pretty much almost identical to what the animated version was. Mm -hmm. So with Mulan, I think it's it, it seems like we're getting the same thing, which is this is basically going to be um, live action, pretty much identical to what the original animated movie was, except for no music. It's going to be a, a, a more serious kind of less musical, less Eddie Murphy as an animated dragon kind of thing. It's going <laughs> to be that, a, like a, it's, it's going to be a more serious kind of like thing. It's not. It's going to be yeah, in the spirit of I think the original, but like you know without as much singing. And that, but that gets to a thing. Do, are people going to perceive this as well? The last couple live action movies we've seen are pretty much almost like the animated version. Do I really want to jump on Mulan right now and pay 30 bucks knowing that I can see the animated version for whatever, for whatever Disney Plus is per month, and that's all I need? Um, or they might the just wait. They might just wait till December because you think, you know, if it's going to be on streaming in September and for like 30 bucks. Probably by November or December, in terms of that, you know, kind of like the theatrical window that a film would have gone anyway, it might have ended up on Disney Plus a few months later. People might just wait until December, you know, to see it as part of their subscription rather than chilling out 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I, I said this on Twitter jokingly. It's like, you know, do I pay 30 bucks to watch the movie at home and I get all my own snacks or do I spend exponentially more? to go to the theater and then buy the snacks and then see the movie. It just, it's, it is hard for me to think about being in a theater, yeah. not just for the, obviously the, the larger pandemic, but then you think about if more of these movies are so readily available and like, you know, I can, I can just, it's, it's casual. I don't have to stress about where I'm sitting or any of that other stuff. It's just easy. Like, why would you go anymore? Well, and I and I wrote a whole story about this, which you can find on entertainment.usatoday.com. But I'd written around the time a few weeks ago when Bill and Ted Face the Music decided to 
to release. It's now their date is August 28th. It had been like September 1st or something. But so they decided to go, okay, we're going to be in whatever theaters we can, but we're also going to be on demand. So audiences find us however you want to find us. You know, if you want to have the theatrical experience and things are open near you, go right ahead. If you don't feel safe, watch it at home. Um, I feel like, and I wrote a piece about it, any movie that wants to open this year, if, you know, I'm fine with things kicking to next year if they really want their box office. But if you want to open a movie this year, you need to take that model because even if theaters are opening, are people really going to go? Because are they going to be worried about, you know, are people going to be wearing masks? Is it a clean situation? Do I really want to take my family and and risk, you know, them getting a virus? Just being around the, you know, being maybe five and a half feet away from the wrong person, not totally socially distanced. You know, there's so many, there's so many factors that that we haven't even gotten to yet in terms of how, how we're just going to live our lives once we get out of lockdown. Um, so I feel like we now in the end of the year, it's, you gotta, you gotta be where the audiences are. And we're going to talk about tenant in a, in a little bit, but that, that's like, this is one of those things where everybody wants to go see tenant. But do you really want to, you know, you're dying to see Tenet, but are you willing to die to see Tenet? You are you know? literally dying to see Tenet? <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, is it worth it? Or, you know, should they just kick it the next year or, you know, or have Chris Nolan's head explode and have it be available wherever audiences are, even if it means being at home? Um, so I think I think Mulan did the right thing. You know, 30 bucks, who, who knows? And... But I think, you know, Heat's gotten off that movie anyway because it was supposed to come out in March. Just right, but, you know, and it was it was about to come out right before all this happened. So they did the right thing. It's just going to be, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what what the domino effect will be. So this leads us to the next point, which is, you know, theaters obviously are scrambling and trying to figure out how can they safely open? How can they get people in theaters? One of the things we saw was um, AMC theaters saying that they're going to open... Um, later in August, and they're going to offer 15-cent movie tickets. August 20th, yeah, reopening day. Uh, yeah, um, and it's interesting, to, interesting too, because I saw some people on Twitter who were sharing how they had bought basically 10 seats in a theater for like $1.50 to ensure that like there'd be nobody in the theater or the social distancing would be mm-hmm. maximized to the point where you could go and watch the movie. But, you know, let's get to this. Is something like this going to work? I mean, are people, even for 15 cents a movie, are they going to be compelled to actually go to the theater? I mean, I'm not. I don't, you know, well, I don't, I don't think even any, any AMC theaters are open near me. But if they were, I mean, I can go watch Ghostbusters. I can watch Ghostbusters on my Apple TV. Same with Black Panther, Back to the Future, and, you know, I might have to rent Grease. But, you know, of the, of the other kind of 15 cent movies, 15 cents isn't a lot of money. But again... Do you want to risk, you know, somebody other, some else, buddy who's cheap and has gone back to the movies and is carrying a virus? I don't think it's worth it, even for fifteen cents. I just think it's it's just too soon. I just don't think, you know, we're testing these theaters who, you know, they say they have the protocols and and everything there, but who knows? Because they haven't been open yet, so this is going to be a test for them. And I just and I I think 
I don't think it's like a super spreader event. You know, I, I saw some people kind of like, you know, joking about, half joking about it on Twitter. But you offer 15 cent tickets to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be like, hell yeah, I want, I've been dying to go back to the movies. You know, you can't be 50 cents. And you have a bunch of, you have a crowd of people really going to see these movies. A crowd of people is probably not the greatest thing. Even, even if, you know, the movies are, you know, the movie theaters are safe. The protocols are being done. We just don't know. I mean, there's still record, you know, daily, you know, death tolls and new cases every day because of this thing. We've not gotten it under control. So, you know, okay, you know, people are going to buy, buy 15 cent tickets, but I'm not sure that's the smartest idea. Now the one the one area that I'm surprised I I've seen we've seen stories about this and I'm surprised I haven't seen more of a larger kind of development in this is the concept of the drive-through mm-hmm. where we've seen some you know we've seen some stories circulating about drive-through theaters and this is like the time to go now because oh, you drive you know, in yeah drive in yeah drive-ins and um you know you go you sit in your car you watch a movie I'm part of me is surprised that I haven't that we haven't seen a theater chain go to that route yet where they're like what if we did it in the parking lot and we had a setup and we could still show movies and you're just sitting in your car I mean some of the parking lots in these theaters are depending on where you live you know they're they're big enough where you could probably make something work um but I am kind of surprised depending on the theater and the location that we haven't seen more of this kind of crop up it's true. There's some sports stadiums that have gone that route and just kind of created big, big drive-in theaters. Um, the ArcLight out in, in, in LA, they have, they have actually, you know, made some deals where they, you know, they've co-sponsored with a drive-in. I think the Vineland drive-in is kind of with them and they've had events, you know, socially distanced kind of premiere events over there. There just aren't enough drive-ins because, I mean, for decades they just closed down and they became dinosaurs. And now that it's like a thing again, it's hard to like get them back up. So you, like you mentioned, it would be easy for like probably theaters to use their rather large um, parking lots as drive-ins. But I think the theaters are stubborn. They just want people to come inside to, you know, do their concessions and everything. They don't, I just feel like they want it easy. And I don't think anything's going to be easy right now with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of the movies that's kind of been a holdout through all this is Tenet. We talked about this earlier. The movie's going to release overseas before it hits the U.S. When it does get in the U.S., it's going to be in select cities on September 3rd. Um, what is box office going to look like for Tenet if this does happen? Hopefully they're not going for a big box office because, you know, it, nothing, in 20, nothing in 2020 is going to have a big box office. We're, going to, we're looking at Bad Boys 3 as the box office champ. From January at this point, I mean, people just need to probably deal with that Um, because it it just, you know, you're just not going to have a a huge, huge hit at this point Um, with Tenet. Tenet is so weird. I mean, again, talking about stubborn, you know, they want to release this thing overseas. Who knows how many twists and turns, you know, everything about this movie is going to be on social media and pirated before it probably even gets to this country. And we have select cities that are going to open it starting September 3rd. But L.A. and New York, who you know, are you really going to open Tenet in like a Georgia, some Georgia theaters probably and some other, you know, scattered throughout the Midwest and not L.A. and New York? 
perhaps. I mean, I, I still feel like they're going to kick it the next year just because it, it just seems like the the right, you know, the the sane thing to do. But I just, you know, it it's it boggles my mind. They want to do kind of a roadshow kind of thing with this, but I, I just don't see why why they're they're, they're sticking so much to these guns and are willing to die on this tenant hill when you can just have it go open next year when you know hopefully things are better. But you know they 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 are dead set on opening this thing in theaters, anything that's open. So you know we'll see what happens. So the other movie that is supposed to be popping up in the theaters like. Two weeks from now Two is weeks. the New Mutants movie, Two which weeks. has been delayed and delayed and delayed zillion times. Since 2018, that movie was supposed to come out in 2018. And obviously it was kind of ranked. The, the, the release got tied up with all the, the Disney Fox stuff, obviously. Um, I feel like we're at a point where the, Disney's just looking at this like, let's just let this movie go to die in the theater and then we'll get it onto some service like a hulu or whatever disney plus maybe who knows um do you think we're going to see new mutants it's two weeks away do you think it's going to really happen i mean they they're sticking to it they say the movie's opening um i don't i mean i just don't even know i I don't you know i don't think they want to delay it again because it's already kind of a laughing stock um and they probably don't want to do a lot of jokes i think i think probably what they'll do you know if they don't if they don't do like a day and date where it's on, you know, it's it's on demand and in whatever theaters. If they don't go the Bill and Ted route, I like you said, I think they maybe they're in drive-in theaters or whatever theaters are open for a week, and then you know just you know dump it on demand and just be done with it. They can say they had their theatrical release, but they can at least let people see it because I, I just I, you know that that is the weird again that we're talking about weird stuff. That whole that whole movie's just been like you know a lot of people call it cursed. I wouldn't go that far, but it's just like it's become this thing that's just you know, it's a laughing stock, you know. And they've talked about doing like a trilogy. I'm like, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> may, may they better have they better have like some you know after after credit kicker with like Nick Fury or Captain America or you know. Or a new Wolverine or something, because you better connect it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or it's just going to be just kind of like, you know, this thing that dies on the tree. I keep thinking about the box office right when the pandemic started, and I want to say it was when Onward came out in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember seeing the numbers, and they were not, I mean, they were frightening. But I just, I mean, do studios really think they're going to pull in enough money to justify putting them out in theaters at this point? No, there, there's no way. There's no way they can, they can make any money. No one's making any money in 2020. It's not going to happen. So it's just now it's just about pride and stubbornness and, you know, opening, opening theaters up, whether they're ready to be open or not. I, it's, it, the whole thing boggles my mind. I, I, you know, I, I just can't even wrap my head around it. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're, New Mutants is not going to make any money. Tenet's going to make probably some money because they're going to bring people into theaters, but that they're going to make kind of—I don't want to make it too weird—but like it's 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 not where we're not ready. We're not ready to open theaters. We're, we just aren't. And like they're just they're you're begging people to come see this movie that people are so anticipating, and you're creating it's 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 a little reckless, honestly. And 
you know, but they, they seem to want to do it. So we're going to do it and we're going to see what happens. And, you know, God, for you know, hopefully everything will be all right. I just, I, I still feel like tenants going to, they're going to last minute to move tenant to, to, um, next year and, you know, pray, you know, smart heads will prevail. Um, but new mutants, I think, you know, that's that I think they're just going to let that die. You, whether it be like throw it in some drive-ins, put it up on, on Apple TV, you know, a week later, you know, just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners, it's your turn. Um, do you feel safe going back to the movies? Would you go to the movies even if it's 15 cents a ticket? Um, do you plan to stream Mulan when it drops? Let's talk about it on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. You can also tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina 23 And I'm at Brian Truitt. Uh, don't forget, you can email us too. We're at MothershipPod at usatoday.com. Uh, that'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership, Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, we would love a rating or review. It helps other people find the show, and we get great feedback. And you get a shout-out on the next episode, so everybody wins. Um, if Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. Until next week, nerds out. Later. Later.